Hi, my name is Agatha, and I want to tell you the story of how my father tried to get me into the military academy. But before I start, please subscribe to the channel and like my videos. It all started on that day, when Rob and I were playing Mario Kart at my house. As it always happens, we completely forgot about time. What time is it? I asked worriedly. Two o'clock, why? Oh crap, you have to go now. We had, by my count, about 10 minutes. Unless, of course, Dad decided to stop at the store to get his favorite muffins. Before we could get our heads together, we heard the front door creak. Honey, I'm home. There was a look of horror on my face. Rob didn't understand anything and was about to say something, but I put my index finger to his lips. Hey! I yelled back at my dad. You're early today! I heard him turn on the TV. I whispered, Leave, but be quiet. What happened? Rob also asked in a whisper. My dad hates all my boyfriends. He's also a retired officer and has guns. The kid got worried. All your boyfriends? How many of them did you have? If you're so interested, not many. You'd better worry about my dad not making a sieve out of you. He's got a real temper. Okay. Rob reluctantly agreed. I left the room and quickly made my way down the stairs. I walked up to my dad and put my arm around his shoulders. How was school? He asked, not looking away from the screen. Rob, meanwhile, was still upstairs. What an idiot! To give the boy a sign, I said loudly, Okay, just hope someone comes downstairs. What? Dad turned around and stared at me like I was crazy. I mean, the exams. I should study more. Oh, that's right. I turned my head and saw Rob walking slowly down the stairs. Can you go any slower? I thought to myself. My father was about to turn to me, but I exclaimed in time. What a kick! Nothing special. They're playing like a bunch of monkeys today. There was a rumbling sound behind me. Rob stumbled and tumbled down the stairs. I screamed. My father jumped up from his chair and quickly grabbed the bat that was always in the corner of the room. That's when Rob got really scared and realized he had to get out of the room as quickly as possible. He jumped up from the floor and ran out of the house. Dad rushed after him. Stop, you miserable thief! I, not wanting to be the reason Rob ends up in the hospital, yelled out to my father. Wait, he's not a thief! It's Rob! Dad stopped and looked at me. Even though he was silent, I knew exactly what he was thinking. That night, I got to hear it all. I told you not to bring guys here. In fact, you're not allowed to have a boyfriend. They stick to you like flies. It's not good. And all that kind of stuff. Then Dad added, If I ever see you with a boy again, I'll send you to military school. What? I was really surprised, to put it mildly. Yeah, you're a loose cannon. You need discipline. And I think I've been too easy on you. But that's ridiculous. Mom wouldn't let that happen. You leave your mother out of this. Dad went back to the TV. I slammed the door and hid in my room. That's just great. I complained loudly. Now I feel like I'm in prison. I needed someone to talk to right away. So I texted Sam. SOS, help me out. A minute later, I got a reply. What's up? I'm on a date. That's amazing, I exclaimed. There are dates and boys all around me, and I need to stay away from it. 
It was real torture. The next day at school, I grabbed Sam's hand and took her to the bathroom. Ow! That hurt! My friend was angry, but she obediently followed me. When we went to the bathroom, I checked to see if anyone was in there. It was empty. Then I said, Actually, I needed your help yesterday. I wanted to respond, but Kevin... I don't want to hear anything. My life is a nightmare. What's wrong? Nothing, except that yesterday, my dad almost beat Rob with a bat. He also told me not to go out with boys or he'll send me to the military academy. Wow. Yeah, that's right. I can't give up boys, but I'm not much of a soldier either. They'll cut my hair off. I can't handle that. What are you going to do? Actually, I wanted to ask you. I needed some good advice. Sam thought for a few minutes and then she exclaimed, Bingo! I've got it! Sam's plan was pretty simple. I needed to bring back my musical past. I used to play the piano and now I need to pretend to give lessons. Instead, I would be able to go on dates without causing much suspicion from my father. Not bad, except I'm not that good at piano. You don't have to play. Just say you were asked to help. My father fell for my story when I told him about my plans. It's a good idea, he said in his usual mentor voice. Maybe you should keep practicing because you quit so abruptly and you might make a little extra money. It's a start. I was very happy. Now it was necessary to make a schedule and assign a specific time to each guy. Adam would take Wednesday after four. That's about the time he gets off practice. And we could go to the movies. I scheduled Andrew for Friday, 5 o'clock. He promised to take me bowling. And even though I couldn't play, it should be fun. That leaves Liam. I saved Sunday for him. My only day off. We don't do anything special with Liam. Just hang around town or sit in front of a store and make up funny nicknames for people. Usually the lesson lasted an hour, but I told my dad that I managed to get the slowest students together. And they needed more time so I could stay for like three hours. I mean, have you ever seen a movie that lasts an hour? And then there's travel time and hugging. I'd have to multitask. Now it's time to tell you how it was put into practice and what happened in the end. On Wednesday, I prepared in advance. I gathered all my old music notebooks and came up with a cover-up story. What do you have today? My father asked me as I came down the stairs, carrying my music books under my arm and trying to cram them into my backpack as I passed him. There's a girl from China. They just arrived, and her mother wants her to take some music lessons. Hmm, well, good luck with that. I kissed my dad on the forehead and went over to Kim's. I mean, to Adam. We were supposed to meet at the box office in the movie theater. I had to carry my backpack everywhere, but it wasn't such a high price to pay for trying to somehow avoid military school and another fight with my dad. The no dating option seemed absurd to me, and I didn't even consider it. We only live once, you know. I was a little late. Adam muttered something to himself, but I safely ignored his frustration. A respectable girl is never on time. Who told you that? I read it somewhere. The movie was lousy. Adam kept trying to make jokes, and he wasn't very good at it. We kept getting shushed, and we were asked to behave. About halfway through the movie, I said I had to go out for a minute. Okay, Adam said. I walked out of the theater and went home. The next day, Sam asked, How was it? It could have been worse. We could have been forced out of there. Okay, first time didn't go very well. On Friday, Andrew and I went bowling. 
Of course, to my father, Andrew was an Andrew, and Pauline was another lost soul who wanted to learn how to play Mozart and Beethoven. Bowling turned out to be even worse than the movies. I couldn't do it at all, which made me angry. And Andrew kept saying, I don't understand. It's so easy. You pick it up and drop it. He decided to show me how to do it and got a strike. See, it's easy. Well, if that's the case, we're not going to make it. I hate bowling in general. It's an old man's game. I took my backpack and ran. I was getting desperate. There was still Liam, but he and I were more like friends. All our communication was limited to trolling random passersby. But on Saturday, the day before we were supposed to meet, the guy texted. I have an idea. It's a surprise. I was in anticipation of either a grandiose disaster or something really interesting. Turns out, Liam had bought two tickets to the Dolphinarium. I didn't know we had such a place. I was surprised. Yeah, we have a lot of interesting places in town. The show was amazing. The dolphins did all kinds of tricks. Jumped through hoops, juggled balls. It was much more interesting than that dull drama that Adam took me to. And bowling? Andrew's stupid initiative. I didn't notice how or when, but Liam took my hand. I looked at him and blushed slightly. That day confirmed one fundamental truth. Sooner or later, quantity converts to quality. All I had to do was survive two disappointing dates. But even now, we couldn't resist and began to observe people in the crowd and make up amusing stories about them. Look, I pointed to a man in tight white pants with lush hair. Former jockey. Yeah, got hurt when he fell off a horse. Lives with his mother now and goes shopping in his old minivan. That was a good one, so it was Liam's turn. Over there, see? He's like, he's got a menacing face, like he's ready to pounce. And that's when I saw my father. He was looking right at us, and he didn't look happy. It's time to get out of here. On the way, I explained to Liam what happened. Weird, he summed up. Yeah, I'm afraid to imagine what's waiting for me at home. But I couldn't figure it out, what my father was doing at the Dolphinarium. I expected anything, shouting, accusations of lies, threats. But when I entered the house, my father didn't say a word. The next day, he calmly announced that he had submitted my papers to military school. My worst nightmare was coming true. No amount of tears or persuasion had any effect on dad. I locked myself in my room and didn't want to leave. Suddenly, out of the blue, someone came to the rescue. Liam texted me. Look, I think I have a solution to your problem. I sneaked out of the house and went to the place Liam had picked. He, without any greeting, said, It's a strange coincidence. I never told you about my father, but he's the director of the military school. The one where your dad wants to send you. A glimmer of hope. I spoke to him and he said he would help you. How? I don't know. But don't worry, my father will think of something. A week later, a letter came from the academy and much to my delight, I got a rejection. My father was shocked. He even wanted to fight with the management. But after a while, he cooled off. I told him more about Liam. I explained that it wasn't a fling and my dad decided he'd give us a chance. So I didn't get into the military academy. That's a good thing. I would have been the worst student in the history of the institution. 
Have you ever been able to get out of a bad situation? Tell me about it in the comments. The obstacle course seemed endless to me, even though I only had to run a few meters. The more I accelerated, the more my stomach bounced, and then my cheeks started bouncing in tune with it. I was like pudding, rolling down the road in the sun. After running only 100 meters from the start, I stopped to catch my breath. And after, I looked at my belly peeking out from under my tank top. The sweat was joined by tears, and I would have just walked away. But my trainer, Mr. Osfield, aka Bull, ran up to me and started yelling right in my ear. Get your ass together and get your fat sides over that wall, now! I wouldn't have listened to him either, but there in the stands was my dream guy, Felix. I took one last deep breath, spread out, and jumped against the wall. I felt like I was trying to lift a truck. One last tug, and, and, I was stuck. My stomach was hanging on either side of the wall like jelly, and I was hanging on it like a fat fish thrown on a rock. I could hear the guys laughing, the screams of the coach, but I could barely hear them over my own heavy breathing. When I lowered my head, my huge cheeks hung limply and I cried. Hi, my name is Kara, and I was forced to pretend to be fat. This led to my crush falling in love with me. But before I tell you how it all started, I'm going to ask you to put a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. It all started back in summer when I lost an argument I was sure I'd win. I almost always win bets, so I wasn't afraid to bet high. That's when my friends who usually lost to me had a blast. I had to pretend that I had gained a lot of weight over the summer. The most frustrating part was that I have a perfect figure. I'm a cheerleader and Coach Osfield is the proudest of me. What's the big deal? The guys are judging the girls at our school by my figure. But a bet is a bet, and I began to prepare for a hell of a fight. Of course, I didn't get fat. I just enlisted the help of a friend of mine who worked as a makeup artist at a local theater. My fat pads looked like real fat. Even to the touch, it was indistinguishable from real skin. And it weighed just as much, by the way. The first time I put on my costume, I fell, which made one of my cheeks fall off and roll down the stairs. Before the new school year, I tried to get out of school as much as I could, but in the end, my pride wouldn't let me refuse the terms of the bet. Oh yes, the first day of school in my new body I'll never forget. At first it went well, the other kids didn't even recognize me. Mr. Osfield even wanted to go to the principal and ask why he got such a fat girl in his group. Coach, that's Kara, suddenly shouted out Rachel. I just hate Rachel. She's my biggest enemy who wants to be captain of the cheerleaders instead of me. Mr. Osfield froze and clutched at his heart. Seriously, he looked like he was having a heart attack. Some of the boys got scared and ran to the school doctor. Coach didn't move and looked at me, and then his lips tightened and trembled. For what, Kara? He exhaled. Coach, I... Don't. He clenched his fist on his chest. I don't want to hear it. Mr. Osfield pulled a plush crocodile out of his pocket, squeezed hard, and quickly walked away, locking himself in his office for the day. Somebody said he even cried, and that surprised everybody. By the way, my figure was still being cited, but now they were measuring all the fat girls in school by me. That wasn't the worst part, though. 
My greatest fear was running into Felix, but it was inevitable. Despite my good looks, I couldn't win him over, and now I was afraid I'd disappear from his sight for good. I didn't even go near him. Because of fear, I'd be laughed at. Also, gaining weight, I faced some difficulties. As I became fat, I understood why the Hulk hated stairs. I started climbing them long before class started because I had to make constant stops to catch my breath. And those little desks in school. Not only that, on my way to the blackboard, I was like an icebreaker, hooking my huge sides to other desks and chairs. I also had to have my desk redesigned so that I can sit in it. I thought it couldn't get any worse, but I couldn't stop cringing. I was in a hurry to get to class, trying to move my carcass as fast as I could. Suddenly, I felt the floor slipping out from under me. My makeup would have protected me from the impact, but Felix jumped out to catch me. No! I screamed, but it was too late. Felix disappeared beneath me with a short cry. All I could see was his arm sticking out from under me, and the boy wasn't moving. I killed my crush. I crushed him. The other guys helped lift me off of Felix. He was lying unconscious. Under the taunts and screams of the boys, I ran out of the school at the speed of a turtle. When I got home, I hysterically texted my friends to go to hell with their argument. Oddly enough, they agreed to cancel it, saying I'd been through enough. Oh, with how much of hatred I wanted to say goodbye to this makeup. I even made a fire in the backyard to burn it. And then, waiting for the flames to ignite, I got a message from Felix. He was sorry about what happened, and he just said the guys were being unfair to me. And then he offered me his support. Support! Felix wants to talk to me! Ah! I noticed in horror that some of my makeup was already in the fire. I immediately pulled it out and began to extinguish the flames. No, I'm not getting rid of it now. For Felix's sake, I was willing to put up with it. Felix kept his word, and when I got to school, he started fighting back against my bullies. He even dared to talk to Mr. Osfield, who refused to let me into his classes. It turned out to be an idiotic idea, though. The trainer was determined to get me back into shape by all means, so he put together a complicated weight loss program. But I can't lose weight. It's makeup. I can't pay for a few more costumes with a skinnier version of myself either. After all, I haven't even had time to pay for this one yet. But at that moment, I was so charmed by Felix's courage and care that I agreed to the grueling training sessions. Not only did Felix have to drive me away from training in a gurney, Rachel became captain of the cheerleaders, the year of the state's premier cheerleading competition. I'd been working my way to winning it for three years. I exhausted myself with training and dieting. And now this bitch has taken my spot. It was one of those workouts. I got stuck in an obstacle course. That's where my story began, and it got even more complicated from there. Despite all the difficulties, there was a huge upside to the situation. Felix and I started hanging out a lot. He even took me to a cafe with diet food, and I mistook it for a date. I was ready to squeal with delight, and I decided that if the date went well, I would finally take off this stupid makeup and open up to the guy in all his glory. But in fact, I was waiting for a bummer of galactic proportions. You know, Kara, I didn't know you were such a good girl. Felix covered my plump hand with his, and I was ready to howl in frustration that I couldn't feel his touch because of the makeup. I'm glad looks aren't important to you, I exhaled excitedly. Well, actually, it does matter. I don't like people who chase their beauty. 
I thought that's what you were. What? My cheeks jumped in outrage. You're handsome yourself. I wasn't always like this. Felix's face turned dark and squeezed his fork so tight that he almost bent it. I was the way you are now and endured a lot of mocking. My older brother even dressed me up as a fat man to cheer me up. But that's insulting and very low. I'll never forgive that. You understand me, don't you? Yeah, I said and laughed nervously. It's a real failure. Felix told me about the abuse and the long treatment. He couldn't stand making fun of fat people, and in his eyes, the fact that I wore this makeup would also be a mockery. I was faced with the hardest choice of my life. I could go on pretending to be fat and pretend to lose weight to keep Felix around. Or I could take off that hideous makeup, upset Felix, but go back to being a cheerleader. I take down Rachel, make myself captain again, and be famous across the state. But my crush on Felix blinded me. Why would I need all that if my crush wasn't around? I kept going to workouts to beat the weight loss, and I was saving up for a new makeup job, but it all sorted itself out. Felix asked me out on a romantic date. He wanted to see the waterfalls together. The two of us were on a boat, and I was ready to melt in love with my bow. Everything was perfect, but blinded by love, I forgot the most important rule. Makeup is afraid of water. As we swam close to the waterfall, I felt my cheek peel away. Kara, what's wrong with you? Felix looked at me in surprise. I was smiling like a fool. My tooth hurts. I lied trying to keep my makeup on. You don't look so good. Why don't I take you home? Yes, yes. Hurry, Felix. I had already succumbed to panic, and I could feel my stomach sliding down. And as soon as we got ashore, it happened. Ah, what the hell is that? Felix, pale as chalk, looked at the belly, falling out from under my sweatshirt. And my cheek did fall off. The guy rolled his eyes and collapsed unconscious. Help! Help somebody! I screamed, but people tried to help me first, watching my skin fall off in huge chunks. When all this horror was over and Felix came to his senses, he said he never wanted to see me again. You're as soulless as the rest of them. I was right. You're just a doll who loves her body and makes fun of others. It was a bet. A normal person would refuse such a vile argument. Felix turned away angrily. You know what? You need to stop whining. I was furious, waving my unusually light arms. You should be proud that you made it through the weight loss, not be resentful of the world. I never made fun of overweight people. And yes, I love my body. I keep myself in shape so I don't turn into this. I jabbed my finger at the makeup on the ground and walked away proudly. The next day, my appearance at school was an extravaganza. Coach Osfield carried me in his arms and almost cried tears of joy. Rachel, on the other hand, was ready to roar with anger because Coach had put me right back in the captain's chair. I'd gotten over the fact that I'd lost Felix. But then I saw him in the bleachers during the state tournament. He was holding a sign with my name on it. Kara, you were right. The guy ran up to me after my brilliant performance. I was so caught up in the past that I almost missed out on my beautiful future. You. He suddenly held me close to him. I found out who you are inside, and that's the most important thing. That's how an idiotic argument and a tough test turned into a series of victories for me. What's more important to you, the outside or the inside of a person? Write your answers in the comments. Hi everyone, my name is Cassie, and I'm so perfect that all the boys lose their heads over me. 
However, at some point, all that changed. Well, I'm so perfect that I shine brighter than the sun. I mean, there's got to be a reason why all guys lose their head over me, and probably their vision, because I'm a real dazzler. Every one of them dreams of being my boyfriend, and I'm hoping amongst all this mighty crowd to find the one who will also dazzle me with his brilliance, and ideally with some diamonds. Boys fight for my attention all the time. I'm used to it. Once, two boys even did a motorbike race for me. I sat bored in the bleachers of the stadium, painting my nails while they rode around. I have no idea what they were trying to accomplish. I left the stadium immediately after a local rich kid texted me. Oh, you have no idea how long I've been on the hunt for him. For the first time in my life, I had to chase someone. Instead of turning around and laughing at the poor saps, who tried to chase me. But unfortunately, I got my hopes up for nothing when Mark asked me out. He just invited me to a party, and then he just treated me like a friend. But it's better than sitting in the stadium and waiting for two idiots to finish a useless race. Anyway, I was enjoying my life as Miss Perfect. At some point, however, I sensed something wasn't right. In fact, I noticed various prophetic signs as early as this morning. For instance, my hairdryer stopped working. I accidentally broke a nail with a nail file. How is that possible? Well, somehow it is possible. I must have been cursed by some evil nail master spirit. Also, I was in such a hurry to get to school. I wore a shirt that totally didn't match the skirt. At first, I wasn't surprised that the boys weren't paying attention to me. After all, I wasn't in the best shape and they must have noticed my broken nail. However, it turned out to be much worse. A new girl came to our school, who wowed absolutely everyone with her beauty. Even Mark, who I'd been chasing. That's when I knew I was screwed. Not only was she more perfect than me, I wasn't even in the best shape that day. And the new Miss Perfect also noticed my broken nail, my flawed hairstyle, and my horrible shirt. Who is that? I asked my classmate. Her name is Rebecca, and she's joining our class. What? She's going to be our classmate? Oh no! As soon as the new girl walked into class, I was afraid that all the guys were going to choke on their drool. How pathetic and ridiculous they look! I decided heavily and sent out a group message that I was inviting everyone to the party on Saturday. After all, I've been in the school longer than Rebecca, and I've built up quite a reputation. Plus, my parties are legendary. But no one showed up on Saturday. I, of course, was outraged, so I tried to find out where everyone had gone. As it turned out, Rebecca was also having a party that day, and everyone went to her place because she had a pool and a cool DJ was playing. This is outrageous! I yelled out. I was so angry, I smashed a carafe full of punch. I couldn't take it anymore, and I went to the party too. I wanted to know what I was being traded for. There was lots of delicious food and drinks. Guys were swimming in the pool, and the DJ was rocking the crowd on the dance floor. Whatever, nothing fancy, just a regular party. Mine would be cooler. When Rebecca approached me with a tray of snacks on it, I gave her an arrogant look and smacked her on the arm. And all the food went flying onto the ground. Who do you think you are? You come to our school and decide you're in charge? No, that's not going to work. I'm in charge. You're nobody and will stay that way if you continue to show off. The new girl started crying. I was pleased with myself for bringing Rebecca to tears, but I didn't expect all the boys to turn against me. 
the boys immediately started calming her down. Why did you come here? You've only spoiled everyone's mood. Get lost. Their bluntness made me gasp for air. Rebecca was embraced by my admirers, and I was supposed to leave? What? Am I in a parallel universe? I had no other choice. I left the party in tears. The next day, I was in for a real shock. Mark gifted Rebecca a red Porsche. He was moved by the girl's tears that he decided to cheer her up. Happy Rebecca hugged the boy and kissed him on the cheek. While I burned with jealousy and anger. Porsche? Seriously? Just over some tears? If I had known it was that easy, I'd be throwing tantrums for Mark every week. I wanted to throw rotten eggs at that car, but that would probably ruin my reputation even more. Instead, I decided to be friends with Rebecca, and then after, I discovered all her secrets. Destroy her. But as soon as I approached the new girl, she was immediately surrounded by her high school football players, who used to carry me in their arms. Stay away from her. One of them said, I just wanted to talk. You already talked once and made Rebecca cry. We won't let her get hurt. You go near her again and we won't let you get away with it. Got it? Threatened the other one. Holy crap, are they all crazy? Maybe Rebecca had some kind of magic and put a spell on all the guys. I thought nobody would ever look at me now, but I still had admirers outside of school. So I decided to start dating one of those motorbike guys who did a race in my honor back then. His name was Zach. He won, by the way. We drove up to the supermarket on this awesome motorbike, and we looked great. Right up until the moment when Rebecca and Mark pulled up in their limo. They made us look lame and ridiculous. At the store, Mark was buying Rebecca everything she pointed her finger at, and I had to choke down a cheap candy bar because my boyfriend spent most of his money on gas. Hey, I caught Mark by the arm and took him aside. Do you know she's taking advantage of you? Rebecca's a nice girl, and she's not capable of that. You, on the other hand, really liked my money. And you were the one who wanted to take advantage of me. So back off. He pushed me away and walked over to Rebecca holding a brand new purse. No, that's not how it works. If this little upstart thought she could outshine me, she's dead wrong. Because I wasn't about to give up without a fight. First, I decided to find out more about who Rebecca was. Luckily, my boyfriend's dad was a cop so I was able to get some information about her. Turns out, Rebecca and I went to the same primary schools. I immediately remembered an invisible girl who I used to make fun of a lot. No one ever noticed her because all the attention was on me. Was she now determined to get back at me? I also found out that one time, Rebecca got into a serious fight with some girl and her parents got a fine. Hmm, why don't I just get her involved in a fight? Then her reputation would definitely be ruined. Well, why would you do that, Cassie? Zach asked, while waxing his bike. I want my reputation back. I want everyone to lose their head over me again. But you already have me. Why do you need others? The guy hugged me, and I wanted to scream at his stupidity. What do you mean, why? Zach was not the best option. I wanted guys like Mark, not poor guys on motorbikes. You wouldn't understand. It's, you know, a girl thing. I giggled stupidly. The next day, I did my best to provoke Rebecca, but she remained calm. And I was about to say goodbye to my reputation at school forever when I overheard a very interesting conversation. Rebecca was talking to my classmate and telling her how annoying Mark was and that she only puts up with him because of the money. 
She also added that she's sick of all her followers and that she wanted to steal my boyfriend. Wow, that was unexpected. It's a good thing I filmed the whole thing. I told Zach about it, but he wasn't supportive. Well, why don't you post that video for all to see? It'll only help her, and now she's suffering. But then everyone will be disappointed in her and I'll go back to being Miss Perfect. To me, you're already perfect, and I would never look at someone like Rebecca. I don't know why, but his words really impressed me. No one had ever said anything to me like that before. And Zach was able to surprise me and make me feel good without money or gifts. But despite that, I didn't want to back down from my plan. Putting the video online was too easy. What about playing it during our traditional end-of-school-year ball? The effect would be amazing. For me, of course. When I got to the prom, I wasn't surprised to see all the guys hanging around Rebecca. Hardly anyone paid any attention to me. And I was about to give the memory stick to the prom host when I noticed something. Rebecca was reluctantly dancing with every guy and kept looking at me. I noticed the look of dissatisfaction on her face. Well, of course, but I couldn't care less about her and the new girl just wanted to make me suffer. I looked at the memory stick, smiled, and put it away in my clutch. Zach was right. There's no need to ruin anything because Rebecca, sooner or later, will ruin everything herself when she gets tired of the circus. I left the ball with a happy look on my face and went to my boyfriend's. So shall we go for a ride on the bike? I asked. Whatever you want. He answered. For the first time, I enjoyed our time together. We went to a secluded place, watched the sunset, and cuddled. At that moment, I didn't care about Mark or my reputation at school, and I certainly didn't care about Rebecca. But on the very last day of school, something interesting happened. As I walked down the corridor, I was suddenly attacked from behind. It was Rebecca. She started a fight right in front of everyone. You always piss me off. You drive me crazy now. I've done everything I can to ruin your reputation, and you don't even respond to it, she yelled. Everyone was shocked, and I pulled out one of her tricks and started crying. All the guys immediately ran up to me to console me. Even Mark came to my defense. That was the moment Rebecca destroyed herself and ran away from school in shame. You were right about her, Mark said. I'm sorry I didn't believe you at first. Do you want to go out sometime? He smiled and took my hand. Get lost, I said calmly. I'm not interested in people like you anymore. Everyone was shocked when I blew off this rich kid. I was relieved. I got my reputation back. Mark asked me out on a date and I had the nerve to reject him in front of everyone. And then there was my boyfriend, Zach, waiting for me outside of school, who wouldn't trade me for any Rebecca. Being perfect is great, and being surrounded by admirers is fine too, but it's more important to be surrounded by people who see more than just your perfect looks. They see your soul. Zach made me realize that, and now I'm happy. Do you consider yourself a perfect person? Write your answers in the comments. I'd be interested in reading them. And be sure to share this video with your friends. You all know I adore that silly girl. I patted Whitney's cheek, and she jokingly poked me on the side. We adore you too, our dear subscribers, added Whitney. See you again soon. Ciao. I sent an air kiss to the camera, and we finished the broadcast. Get your hands off me, goat. I hissed angrily and pushed Whitney away. Don't touch me, you fool. She waved her fist at me. I hope this is our last broadcast. I can't stand you any longer. 
It's mutual, Trisha. Whitney finally left, and I was able to exhale in peace. Hi, my name is Trisha, and I have to pretend to be friends with my nemesis for the sake of the hype. Whitney and I were never friends, and we've disliked each other since primary school. This upstart pissed me off so much that we were literally fighting every day. You won't believe it, but at one point, our parents even stopped being called to the principal's office because everyone is fed up with our feud. When we moved to high school, the feud only intensified. The first love and attention only fueled our hatred. As it happens, we were the prettiest girls in school, and I had to make all sorts of shenanigans with Whitney to hold on to the lead. I messed up her hair and clothes, set her up in front of the cool guys, and tried to turn her studies into a nightmare. But Whitney was a tough nut to crack. One Valentine's Day, she did me so bad that I've been cleaning up the aftermath for a year. Whitney sent all the nerds Valentine's cards on my behalf, signed in my handwriting and with a print of red lipstick. She even spritzed the Valentines with the same perfume as mine. She wrote that I was ready to go on a date with each of the nerds. After all, they are worthy of attention despite their lame appearance and an irresistible craving for video games and anime. The whole pimple army just flooded me with messages, and they even started hitting on me at school. In the end, the cool guys started laughing at me, and the stubborn nerds waited for their moment of stardom. I even had to close my social media pages, and that is a big blow to my ratings. After that, I ordered myself a huge pillow with Whitney's face on it, and every day, I'd hit it as hard as I could, taking out all my anger. But worst of all, it started when I transferred to another school. Or rather not just me, but that upstart Whitney. I was ready to spit venom. There she was again. However, the children at the new school thought first that we were just friends in a fight. And word spread around the school about cool girls like us. We can take down a couple of local school queens and take the crown away from them. These words made our sense of self-importance break through the ceiling and we decided that we could certainly use that kind of popularity. Meeting at the best pizzeria, Whitney and I have decided to sign a temporary truce. I'm willing to put up with you for that. I'm 70% fame, you're 30, Whitney declared. What? I'm 80 and you're 20. I got angry. Sure, chicken. You're the chicken. I took the juice and threw it in her face. We got into a fight and tore down the nearest tables. And so it was up to me and Whitney, blazing with anger, to wash all the dishes in the cafe to pay the fine, as we didn't have enough money. One way or another, we came to a common decision. And the next day, two classmates, Whitney and Trisha, showed up at school. The boys ran after us like puppies. But the girls didn't like it. Naturally, conspiracies began to form against us. But hardened fighters like us coped with these attacks together. Courtney and Suzanne, the local queens of the school, they didn't want to give us the upper hand. And I had a plan to stomp on them. Whitney, remember your Valentine's Day stunt? Of course I remember. It's the best surgery I've ever had. I made you a real sucker. Whitney laughed quite a bit. I couldn't stand it and we had a fight, breaking each other's nails and messing up each other's hair. However, we implemented our plan with Valentine's. Whitney did everything like a true master framer. 
And so Courtney and Suzanne are being chased by a mob of nerds. And the other guys laugh dismissively at them. We won, but to stop there would have been foolish. And so our shared blog on all social media was born. We've won the hearts of thousands of viewers. But behind the scenes, we were ready to eat each other up every day. Donations, likes, fame, and dates with cool guys were the best reward for patience. But then something happened that I didn't even expect from Whitney. On another broadcast, she suddenly offered her subscribers a poll. Who is the coolest girl between the two of us after all? I, of course, wanted to finish the broadcast quickly. But the audience liked the idea. Voting began to gain momentum. Whitney was suddenly winning by a huge margin. I couldn't believe my eyes. Oh, thank you, my darlings, said Whitney in a sweet voice. Thank you. But I don't think it's fair to poor Trisha. You know what? I give the title of the coolest girl to her. Whitney ostentatiously put the crown on me and jumped with joy. I was shocked and I didn't know what to say. When the broadcast ended, I even decided to thank Whitney. I didn't expect that from you. Thank you, Whitney. I lowered my gaze modestly. I think we should stop feuding, Trisha. We are a great team. We hugged and I felt a strange lightness. When I got home, I even threw away the battering cushion with Whitney's face on it. The truce has even cheered me up. I didn't notice how the boys started to treat us. Whitney was basking in the glory, and all I got was condescending and pitiful smiles and compliments. It was only then that it dawned on me. Whitney made a poor lamb out of me. She, like a kind fairy, gave me the crown, encouraged everyone to spoil me with likes and comments, and she was gaining popularity herself. You hear that, fairy godmother? I'm going to rip your hair out. I pounced on Whitney right before the shoot. It's taking you a long time, Trisha, grinned the cheeky girl. Poor thing, I'm only trying to shelter you in my shadow from trouble. I'm going to rip your hair out. We started fighting again. I made such a mess of Whitney that she was sure she wasn't going to live. But Whitney showed herself confidently on camera. Suddenly, she started telling everyone that she was just sick. But she came to the broadcast for me. For me! And she began to bask in the glory rays again. But I got a lot of disapproving comments. That same day, I bought a new pillow with Whitney's picture on it. Only this time in full size. And beat her until she ran out of strength. Oh, how she pisses me off! This broadcast is where my story began. And it will end with my victory, rest assured. At another meeting with subscribers, I decided that the poor lamb would be Whitney and slipped a laxative into her milkshake. Oh, there was no face on Whitney, and I groomed her in every way possible. At the same time, talking to everyone else and hanging out. Trisha, we think we better get together another time. Subscribers gathered around Whitney. Yes, Whitney's not feeling well. She needs to rest. Come on, let's party! I jumped up on a chair and started dancing. The truth is that it only made everyone angry. And then Whitney turned to the others with a faint smile. Guys, let Trisha have some fun. She really needs it now. Don't worry about me. And she collapsed. I went from being a poor lamb to a disgusting toad. Enough! That's enough! I shouted. Listen, we're not friends. We've hated each other since we were kids. 
I hate Whitney, and she hates me. We fight and quarrel all the time. Come on, Whitney, tell them the truth. Oh, you poor thing. Whitney came up to me. Trisha, if you want, I'll give you our blog. Don't hurt my heart with words like that. Whitney squeezed out a tear. After that, I was almost thrown out of the party right into the street. I had to block all my social media again because I've been inundated with angry messages. And at school, I even had to eat lunch in the backyard next to the most accomplished losers. But the wrangling with Whitney has stopped. It was as if we no longer existed for each other. Whitney continued to blog alone and I concentrated on my studies because college is only a month away. My whole life has turned gray. I had money and no matter what, the guys were still chasing me. But something very important is missing, without which every day was dreary and monotonous. I noticed that Whitney too, despite her fame, is not glowing with happiness. We were just passing through, and for a month, we haven't even said a word to each other. So I wanted to hear something from her, even if it was just another insult. I denied with all my might that I missed Whitney. We've been feuding for so long that I realized with horror that she was the closest human I had. I got a boyfriend, but even he couldn't fill that void. The night before graduation, I felt so sad that I stopped hitting the pillow with Whitney's face and hugged it. It's not hard to guess that I was the outsider at the prom. Even my boyfriend was scared to be around me, and he ended up just leaving me alone to dance. At one point, a huge pinata with my picture on it was dragged onto the dance floor, and they started beating her with bats to get the sweets. And I was breathless with resentment. That's enough! Are you animals? Whitney came out to them. She deserved it! Shouted someone from the crowd. I was sure it was another one of Whitney's plans and just watched it all holding back tears. In the end, I couldn't stand it and decided to leave the prom. And I've been dreaming of it for so long. This part of the hall was very dark and I thought it was a great chance to slip away. But then someone sat down next to me and sighed heavily. I didn't think prom was gonna suck so badly. Was Whitney's voice. Are you serious? Gloating? I snapped. But in my heart, I was glad she came to me. No, this has gone too far, Trisha. I didn't want it to. There was silence, but we stayed seated next to each other. Why don't we go and sit down at our favorite pizza place? She suddenly asked. Are you trying to poison me? You've got lots of friends here. Hang out with them. Friends, Whitney grinned. I thought long and hard about friendship. And you know what I realized? Because of our feud, I've never had a friend closer than you. I know the feeling. I grinned too. And we suddenly <laughs> laughed. Whitney and I left the evening without saying anything to anyone. Most of the night, we ate pizza and chatted. It turns out, we knew everything about each other. Our interests, favorite music, soap operas, and food. We used to use it as a weapon, and now it has become a topic of our friendly conversation. Naturally, we applied to the best college in the state and ended up studying there together. It's hard to believe, but we become such close friends that I began to think of Whitney as my sister. This story ended with a very important discovery for me. Sometimes teenage feuds are just a thirst for attention, and your enemy may be your closest friend. 
because in fact, your interests and views are very similar. Have you ever had a situation where your enemy has become a loyal friend or even a loved one? Write your stories in the comments. It'll be very interesting. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel, like, and share this video with your friends.